I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match, riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche, I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch now, can't nobody tell me That's right, we brought it back. Maybe one more time. We're still getting a little bit of feedback on the uh, new intro here. Uh, hey, there are a lot of people like that. Yeah, This is the JRD Hogcast. I am your host, Dylan Lee. Joined, as always, with my co-host, Jordan Russell, and our producer, Luke Griggs. Yeah, we've, we've heard some good things about it. Uh, we've we've got to kind of finish up a little bit, because uh, we had to run long last episode, so... We're going to go right into uh, probably the last segment we missed, which was uh, Burning You Up. Yep. And that's uh, that's brought to you by Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop. They're located in Rogers, Arkansas, uh, 2101 North 2nd Street. And uh, you can get all of it. Specialty cuts, daily, fresh ground beef, summer sausage. I can't talk enough about that Grandma Kelly summer sausage. I'm just saying. Got to have some of that. It's just a nice little snack. You got something? Have I, have I had that? I don't think so. See? What you you even need to make your way down there. I have, but not for that. <laughs> well, the steaks are there, too, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you... Thinking about doing a pork butt this weekend, so... Nice little Boston butt. Yeah. They, they can hook you up, but... We, this has been uh, stewing on you for a few days now, so let's we'll see if it's uh, caught some steam, and well, you're going to lead hasn't. us off. <laughs> I'll, I'll lead us off, but um, it's probably better for the radio or podcast version, because I was really upset about this, now I've had <laughs> time to chill out a little bit, but what's burning me up is Antonio Brown. You've been seeing that crap? Oh, so, yeah, it's hard to uh, miss all that. Yeah, so he obviously gets, um, was it traded or was he a free agent? I'm not sure how that worked it out. It was officially a trade, but, I mean, officially he didn't play the last game last season, and he pretty much uh, wind his way into that because he was still under contract. Okay, so traded from the Steelers to the Raiders, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty big um, – uh, roster move in the NFL world. Antonio Brown, obviously, is a – I don't even want to give him props anymore because he's done <laughs> irritating. I know he's irritated reading comments and stuff, a lot of people, but he's a good receiver. Well, he leaves and then he um, – I can't even remember now. What what was the first tweet? Um, something about – well, obviously, he's been talking a lot of crap about Roethlisberger and the um, – ownership there and 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 uh, Pittsburgh and all that but what really started bothering me more than anything is he uh took a shot somebody had posted for I don't know if it was the Pittsburgh account or a fan but they posted a uh, picture of Juju Smith-Schuster and said uh, wide receiver one and I'll, I mean that's actually correct it's you know like that's just how rosters and wide receiver core works so uh, they actually posted, it was a, a Steeler fan posted a picture and it said most valuable player, and it was Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. So, well, what I thought he was referring to was the wide receiver one thing. But right. anyway, 
he comes out and just bashes Schuster, just like this boy ain't nothing, blah blah blah, this and that and the other. And um, so Schuster comes back, and I thought it had a pretty good rebuttal, or not even rebuttal, just a pretty good response. And um, like you know, I had nothing but respect for this guy. I was genuinely happy for him when he got the Oakland deal. It's kind of messed up. He takes random shots at me like that, shaking my head. Yep. Then Brown turns around and posts a private message that uh, Juju sent him back when he played for uh, the USC Trojans and was, hey, man, uh, big fan. Love how you play. Can you help me out with some football stuff? Again, big fan. And I don't understand that. It's like he was trying to take a shot at a young guy trying to get better. Right. So that was what was burning me up. I think it's just ridiculous how they, how he just, I don't, I don't even know where this came from with this whole prima donna thing and stuff. It's, um, I, I think it's pretty sad. And I imagine that he's probably lost quite a bit of fans that he had. I don't think any fan is mad at him for leaving, you know, like that's just how it works. And it, like I said, he's lost a fan of me. I, I liked watching him play. I thought he was pretty good, but. You act like that. You're just an idiot. So I saw the uh, the tweet that he responded to, and I actually pulled it up real quick while you were talking. And it, he, he said, this is an Antonio Brown. Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everybody went blind, too busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list. What What's that even supposed to mean? Like the fumble thing, sure, whatever. Like, shit happens, but I don't know. It just the the receivers these days. It's I say receivers because it seems to be a lot of receivers, and I guess probably corners. I mean that seems that kind of has stuck for a while, hasn't it? The uh, prima donna, the diva kind of role. With I guess it, it has, but in the the aspect of the A B stuff, I mean he's taken shot. He was with the Steelers for his whole career. Yep. And then you get mad. I don't even know why. I don't even know what happened. I guess I, I don't mean. I don't know. It's a whole bunch of stuff that apparently is stewing under uh, Roethlisberger, and that uh that organization just seems to be crumbling. But you know they're getting it seems a lot, to. They're they're getting a lot of that personality out of there. So right. who, who knows? Maybe that locker room will be a little bit better. I don't think they're really going to be too. You know. I don't think they're going to miss Brown next year. Oh, no, I don't either. Uh, Juju, he's got some skill there. but uh, yeah. So mine, I guess, we're going to lead into it. So <laughs> the NCAA. So I have it's definitely... It's always bothering you. Yeah, it's always. It's just constantly there. But in the most recent thing, and I'm pretty sure there's kind of a gray area here, and maybe it's a technicality of sorts, but Guy, the guard at Virginia, the now national championship guard that, you know, uh, hit the dagger over Auburn fans. Let me back up a little bit, and how about that sequence of days for Auburn fans? So, obviously, the guy hits that shot. They, they don't realize the foul or doesn't hit the shot. You foul, all that good stuff happens. They're premature uh, cheering and all that craziness goes on. And then that guy goes to the line and drains three free throws in, in a row. And then, so you go to our series with Auburn. 
and we go, uh, they think they got a walk-off against us. Guy gets called safe at uh, home, and then they review it, and he wasn't safe. And then the next thing we know, we have a 15-inning game that ends with the Hogs winning. So, <laughs> what a sequence for them. But to go back onto this, a guy hitting that, well, hitting the free throws, all that stuff. But he is uh, engaged, and apparently he had a wedding registry and was told to take it down because it's an NCAA violation. He cannot what? have a wedding. <laughs> he can't have a wedding registry. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, the obvious solution is like, can it only be in the his fiance's name? Is that what's got to happen or something like that? Because I mean, you seriously can't tell people like. So if you can't have a wedding registry for an event like that, so you can tell him you can't have a birthday, like you can't <laughs> have Christmas, like where, where are you gonna go? Because it's essentially the same thing. It's a celebration of these guys you know getting together being married starting their new life and all that kind of stuff right and you're gonna be like nope all that tradition what everyone else does it doesn't even matter if you're an athlete he's not like i mean it's probably a chance there's a chance that a donor could be like oh yeah we got you a car hey (laughs) you know but again allow the shadiness to happen and then work on it then but straight up telling people that they can't have it now I'm I don't know if this is blown out of proportion. We would definitely have to get a follow up on it because I'm a little hesitant to believe no matter how bad the NCAA is that they would be to the level where they're like, "Yep, no wedding registry. You are not getting a toaster. You are not getting the monogram towels. Sorry, not today." I, I wouldn't put it past them though, would you? No. Maybe maybe they have to have the uh, official NCAA merchandise sticker on it. That's the only way. <laughs> like all your gifts have to have the NCAA stamp on it, and we're gonna get like ten percent of your wedding. If you're gonna get married, we're gonna profit from it. <laughs> we're gonna profit from it. So there will not be any uh, wedding games. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. There's my NCAA football. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Just let us play. <laughs> Just let us play. Just let us play. The other thing, and uh, it's got to be built up for everybody now. We we have to finish this. We've 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 pushed it off. The list of our top ten moments in our lifetime, Razorback moments in our lifetime. We uh, we've got five through one to tackle. Yeah, we need to go ahead and address the fact that it's sort of kind of an extension of. Seven through one because there's a couple of double ups. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> they'll un- the listeners will understand once we get through it. But number five, there were two seven overtime games, one against Ole Miss with who at the helm? Matt Jones, baby. Matt Jones and one against University of Kentucky. Who was at the helm on that one? There, Matt Jones. Matt Jones. So I'm just going to say, the most clutch, ice-in-his-veins quarterback in Razorback history, Mr. Matt Jones. He might have other things in his veins, but that ain't the, that ain't the problem right now. When he was <laughs> at the then, University of Arkansas. Definitely. So, oh, man. Uh, honestly, I think the Ole Miss one kind of sticks out a little bit more for most folks. Uh, well, and the Kentucky one. Sir. Yeah. So the... Kentucky kind of gets pushed aside, but, you know, those are 
official NCAA records in terms of length of overtime, so you can't really not have them on a list when you're talking about that thing. Right, we, right. we don't we don't have too many of those when it comes to the football side of things. So the two overtime games with the boy Matt Jones at the sealing helm. the deal. Yep, and uh, that leads right into another Ole Miss defeat at the at the helm of someone else, but we, we're not going to talk about it because I got a little surprise for you. We're going to have All our right. buddy Chuck Barrett go and tell us about number four on the list. He gets the snap. Got all kinds of time. He's going to fire to the sideline, complete to Henry, but Hunter well shy of the first down. He's going to lateral it back. Ball's on the ground, picked up by Collins. Alex has got room at the 30, 25, 20. Collins at the 15, cuts back at the 10. This game's still alive, and the Hogs have a first down. Hunter Henry lateraled it back over his head, Keith, and we're still playing football. So good. So good. So good. We were watching that together, right? Uh, at yes. our buddy's house? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think uh, we may have almost jumped through his floor <laughs> <laughs> when that happened. That was, uh, oh, man. That's, I mean, that was so good. It's at the north end zone, yep. in, inside the north end zone. So, yeah, in one of the SEC clubs, one of those clubs that they got down there, I think it might even be the 64 club. But so many things had to go perfectly weird right in that scenario. <laughs> so many things <laughs> had to go perfectly right for us and so, perfectly wrong for Ole Miss for that yeah, play to happen. Uh, most underrated or not talked about person in that play? You got somebody? I got one right off my head. We'll see if it's the same person. Not talked about? Yeah. So there, uh, there's a few names in there. Obviously, we have Allen making the throw to Henry, and hey, then we have Henry doing it. nothing to do with that play. So, <laughs> so okay. Alex Collins? <laughs> okay, well, mine would be Skipper. His big old ass is what deflected, <laughs> deflected that thing into essentially Collins, Collins' vicinity, and then uh, Collins did his work. So, if it wasn't for the big man, like ooh, ball. Yeah, think <laughs> about that year though. He also had that block against TCU that same year too. So he did. Yeah, uh, number four on the list. I call it 4th and 25 because there's so many different variations of it. Yours Everybody is, else calls it the Henry Heave. Henry Heave. So uh, that is it. That was Number almost three for you. Yeah, almost a miracle, shall we say. Almost, and but not almost. quite. Almost. But there's one miracle that's a little higher than that one. Maybe two because it's the miracles. I'll mark them, one and two. We have the comeback uh, against LSU, both of them, obviously, in the Rock. And uh, we were down 17-7. to seven. I think that was 2002 in the start of the fourth quarter. And help me, who started that miracle on Markham? Brandon. No. no. Matt Jones. Matt Jones, that is right. So, again, the most clutch quarterback in Arkansas football history right now. <laughs> so far. So far. You, you you said number three according to me. Do we have a dispute here? No, I'm saying number three is all you because... Oh, it's all this, me? This is just... I mean, I'm, 
pretty sure you and I could be at lunch talking about how good a burger is, and you just like Tourette's. Markham, 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 fifty-yard completion to Richard Smith. <laughs> You're just always talking about it, so I was just saying number three is on you. Yeah, well, we we had fifty-five thousand people. Yes, that's how much we can hold at War Memorial Stadium. Don't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay, and but those fifty-five thousand in those thirty-five seconds sounded like two hundred and fifty thousand. So. Right. It doesn't really matter at that point, so. Huh. Well. Number two. Number two. You want, you want to hit that button? Hit that button. Hit that button. It's going to be real quick, so here it is. That wood right here, baby. <laughs> Got that wood right here, baby. That is it. Number two on our list. The Got That Wood game. I can't believe you didn't cut in the, you got to put him in the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am limited on my spots, and now that we got some new music in here and I had to sneak in that Chuck Barrett audio, we were getting a little tight because there's some of them I don't want to lose on here. So okay. We got Technical keep a- difficult or technical limitations. Yeah, we'll expand, and then who knows what I'm going to be able to push over here on this side of the world. <laughs> no, that was... Um, I do remember that one pretty well. But McFadden was just nuts. That was a that was a game. The biggest thing that should have been the Heisman. You know, they're always talking about the Heisman moment. Right there. Yep. That should have been the Heisman moment. Exactly. Well, two hundred sixty. Is that wrong? No, it wasn't that high. It wasn't that high. But it was over two hundred. But two, it, over two hundred and it, some it, touchdown it, throws. It uh, encompasses what it is to be a Razorback fan. In terms, and you'll you'll notice with these top two, uh, where we stand on this kind of stuff. So, at this time, LSU was number one. We kept them right. at a national championship. So, if we can't win a national championship, keeping certain teams out of a national championship is almost as good. I'm not gonna say there as are, good. So, personally, the top two teams those would be for me personally would be LSU and Texas. Yes, if we can keep them. If we go over and until we play them. And ruin national championship hopes for them, that is our national championship. Exactly. And then on top of that, it was a weird game to start out. I mean, at a certain point, I believe McFadden had two or three fumbles. Like, yeah, it, it, it didn't it, <laughs> didn't start it, the way it finished. It, it, it had to pick up some steam, and it ended with, and I'm sorry that I do not have that full audio, but... We yeah, will always a little bit. <laughs> we will always have this one sound bit on our board, no matter what, right here. It's gonna I mean, stay. it doesn't get old. It does not get old. McFadden, the true Heisman winner, should have been two time, possibly, but whatever. Number ones, number ones. So we we hope we hope we get people to come after us on this one. Because it is interesting. You're going through our list. You're thinking of the ones we said. Well, 4th and 25 was good. Miracles on Markham's good. But that's two plays. And God, that would. That's amazing. But hey, I mean, we beat Kentucky in basketball. That should be up there. All these ones you didn't mention. Because for us. Number ones. Number ones. And this is across the board. Football. You think we can say this basketball, in unison? Football. One. Basketball. Baseball. Number one is All. anytime we beat the 
<laughs> Any butchered. Time. All the all the Texas wins, huh? All the Texas wins. All right. All the all Texas the wins. Texas ass whoopings. All the Texas tears. All of them. Yeah. Most recently, last year. Uh, too bad you can't put a picture image on there. We're gonna get to live streaming eventually. I hope. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know but, if the world's ready for that. <laughs> well, you need to put some makeup on for sure. But last year, Kerstad, straight. I'm just going. I'm going to exaggerate the shit out of it because it's Texas wins. Straight bull rushes, old boy, <laughs> at first base, and then the iconic picture standing over him, like, "What are you doing down there, little buddy? Yeah. You okay?" Uh, I probably use that gif at least once a week. Him trucking over a dude, so. Uh, we have that, we, you know, we had that little series in baseball earlier, and we had, uh, a College World Series, which we know how that went for the Texas. They, uh, didn't get to go any further after they met the Razorbacks. After cursed at Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did we mention 2014? Uh, I did it, so I guess it's kind of too late. I, uh, I've always, especially now... <sighs> What do you think of that soundbite from what? Bioma in the Texas Bowl of 2014? Oh, oh, the um, oh, what uh, erotic, borderline erotic, that 31 to seven win over Texas. You know, he should have just rode off in the sunset right then and there. He should have just <laughs> left. The whole the whole team should have just. You know what? We're done. <laughs> We're because done. all literally all Texas wins. I don't care if we beat them in freaking cornhole. Oh, you know, like I'm all about it, but a football win is always just that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. So would I call it borderline erotic? No, Texas doesn't mean that much to me. But okay, borderline erotic. Actually, <laughs> I like it. You like it now, huh? So staying on this, between his two probably most infamous ones, you've got borderline erotic, and you also have the. Jumping on the plane, <laughs> jumping on my wa- uh, plane, wins. Uh, so, which one of those takes your cake? Which one is your John L. Smith smile with oh. the Oma? One of those, because I mean, one between those two. Just, I mean, I, I'm sure he had some more. He was, he was a talker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's funny with the jumping on my wife because <laughs> that's. I don't think. I think he planned on doing both things he tried to say. <laughs> I think he planned on jumping on his wife, and I think he planned on jumping on the plane. <laughs> so well, I think I'm gonna he, go with that one. I think he did explain himself because he was he said he was looking at her. She was in the back of the room or something. I'm sure, he was. Uh-huh, he was planning on yeah. jumping on her. <laughs> but me. that's our uh, wrap up of our top ten moments in our lifetime. And uh, like you said. The top five, I bet you people are probably thinking, you know, 10 through 6, like, okay, I can give them a little bit of that. But 5 through 1 is probably going to ruffle some feathers. I kind of hope so. And they they can tell us that. There's a there's a Twitter handle. It goes with something like at uh, JRD Hogcast that uh, they can join in the conversation. And they can use that hashtag as well, JRD Hogcast as well. And they Our can primary Twitter account handler is you, you mm-hmm. Mr. Dylan Lee, you did not uphold your end of the deal of putting this on Twitter. No, I did not. So. Are you are you calling people out? 
What? Letting people come to us? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. They, they got to hear it, you know? They can't just take in all this sweet content via black and white letters with their eyeballs. They got to take it in with the ears, too. Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But we're, uh, we're a little, little skim in the sports world um, this week, especially since spring ball just wrapped up. We got a little baseball preview for you. Um, how are you feeling about this? It's a really big matchup this week going into Vanderbilt. Yeah, so uh, we got, you know, top 10 matchup, right? Depending on which one of the I believe 40... the ESPN does have it as a top 10 matchup. Okay. D1 baseball is drunk all the time. I don't <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But, well, yeah, ESPN, which is the platforms in which it will be broadcasted on, have this as a top 10 matchup. And I believe that would put us at 10. Mm-hmm. And them at, I think they're seven pretty consistently, right? Yeah. So that that's what I got them down as, but the uh, real interesting thing here is uh, when it comes to resumes and building it, the lovely RPI that they have now, and uh, it's a top five RPI between the two, with the Commodores coming in at number two and the Razorbacks coming in at number four. So it is, and when you're really looking at it and breaking it down numbers-wise, it's a <laughs> heck of a matchup, so... Looking at our Friday starters, we got Zayday happening on a Friday, possibly. We got some weather happening in Tennessee, so we might have some more doubleheader action. But, uh, of course, Campbell's going to be that Friday starter, and he did not pick up a loss. He's still 6-0 and with a 2.29 ERA, 59 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 51 innings pitched. So their Friday starter... Keep in mind, we're talking about how evenly matched where we are right now. He is 6-0 with a 3.44 ERA, 58 strikeouts, one less, and he's got 22 walks, and that is in 49 and two-thirds innings. Like, what was Campbell's ERA? Uh, 2.29. That's right. Don't forget it. Yeah, exactly. That's uh that's the Friday matchups, but then you kind of dig a little bit more into it, and this is only going to be the third time maybe that they're actually playing on the turf field. That uh that does play some, you know, the hops get a little different, and I, I think it allows for some faster plays. I mean, the ball's going to yeah, be but faster. I guarantee you they have been practicing in the indoor facility all week. Oh yeah. That's kind of the biggest discrepancy. So across the board, when you're looking at these stats and all that good stuff, fielding percentage, keep in mind, I mean, you're talking hundreds of a percent when it comes to the spacing here. But Vanderbilt comes in third in the nation in fielding percentage, and that's uh, 98%, 982. And we come in. not much gets past them. Yeah. We come in at 98th in fielding percentage, and that's probably the biggest gap there besides one, which we've already talked about. We'll get to it. And our fielding percentage is 97, 97.1, so a percentage less. Oh, my goodness. That's, wow. Yeah. So there is a 90, there are 96 teams in between us and Vanderbilt with a percentage of a difference. So I want to say 95, but. We're all right. Did you not say they're at two? No, third. But oh, it's okay. It's I all don't right. know how to math. So, so 
the other deal, which we've mentioned uh, pretty much since the first series wrapped, stolen bases per game. Arkansas is at about one and a half per game, which I, I'm kind of surprised. I, I mean, well, it probably dipped few, down since little, SEC yeah. play. And uh, Vanderbilt is at a solid one. So we got a whole half a base. Oh, that's <laughs> Ooh, important. Buddy. Yeah, there it is. A final score in two and a half to two is a, it's a big deal. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing, nothing else really jumps out at you. Home runs, uh, <laughs> 37 our way, 39 their way. That's so crazy. But again, this all the um, similarities. It is. It frustrates me more that they're, you know, three spots higher than us. In, right. in the D one polls, they're five. Yep. And uh, who's got the better conference record? I I think it's the uh, as our Luke uh, producer Luke says the Razor Pigs. The Razor Pigs. <laughs> yes, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Where's he at today? What? I mean, he's he's always around. You're he's never always, you're never without around. producer Luke. Uh yeah. It's it should be a great series. Hopefully the weather cooperates. We still are kinda in limbo with Costa Shock. Um he's I would assume play. Wicklander. It, it it almost feels like uh for game three they go either Wicklander or Scroggins. Depending on if Scroggins have to play in week or in the second game or something. Well, that we're nature. we're basing that strictly off of one series too, though, so mm-hmm. we have no idea what's what the plan is. I think uh, if I was a betting man, I would bet that Wicklander's performance last weekend shocked the hell out of Dave Van Horn. Mm. He went what uh, six innings, scoreless, ninety-seven, ninety-something pitches. Mm-hmm. I. Willing to bet that Dave Van Horn wasn't expecting that kind of outing. So, if he turns around and does it again, that would be fantastic. Because they, they have not announced a Game 3 yet. Starter. That's because he doesn't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> exactly. it's going to be 100% contingent on how Saturday goes. It seems like, uh, I mean, you, you look at it there. I'm looking at their... Sunday starter, who is a senior right-handed pitcher, Patrick Rabby. He's got eight eight games, eight starts, uh, six decisions, and that's five wins and one loss. His ERA is two four seven, only thirty eight strikeouts though. So, so he's a hitting hitting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're behind uh, the second third best fielding percentage team, and or if they're behind you, then that's uh, that's okay. Friday, Friday and Saturday gonna be big. We we gonna need to get those two. Well, obviously we have no reason to not trust uh, Isaiah Campbell yet. Exactly. Yeah, a little shaky that last game, but you know, he can rebound. He didn't get the L. <laughs> he did not get the L. So that was cops. That is anything else you can think about on the uh, matchup? Anything else you got while I got all this up? You wondering well, about? Well, uh, yeah, actually, if you have uh, ready stats, so uh, Martin's. Batting average went down to 250, I think, before the game okay. against Auburn, I believe. Yeah, he, no, he definitely helped that or, out. Or, uh, he, or he Roberts. He yeah, helped. he started getting back in Auburn, and then Or Roberts, he went four for four or something, five for five, something four, crazy. Four for four, two doubles, and uh, two singles, I think. So did he? Is he at 300? Did he? Did he? Yeah, he's over 300 now. 
him hitting is very important. They've messed with that batting order quite a bit. I think uh, I think against Oral Roberts, uh, they moved uh, Martin. They switched Martin and Kerstad. It was Ezel, Martin, Kerstad, and I do believe they went Ezel, Kerstad, Martin with uh, Fletcher at fourth. Yeah, I think they do have him on cleanup. Did you – I mean, we really didn't talk Oral Roberts because we were watching it last time we recorded. And uh, shortly after we got finished, we uh, we we mentioned the Grand Slam. Uh-huh. But uh, Cowboy got after us. We mentioned him on the last episode because he was for Oral Roberts. But uh, oh, <laughs> the, the bat epic flip. bat flip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he, um, that was his third at bat or something, and he cranked one to rival Kerstad's mm-hmm. Grand Slam distance-wise. He got a hold of all of it. And, uh, <laughs> he the bat flip was just, like, normally that would probably piss me off, but it was him. I'm like, get you some, man. Literally anybody else doing that inside Ballmwalker probably wouldn't have gotten out of it. Right. But, but the uh, crowd, again, you know, I was talking about the last episode that, you know, they gave him a good stand, and, oh, well, he cranked that uh, cranked that home run, and it, it was like one of us hit it. Like, <laughs> everybody was excited, and you kind of, like, he gets around the bases, and you're kind of like, it's a three-run game again. Yeah, they, <laughs> what, they, what are you got, doing, he, Wilson? He, he got it pretty close here. What's up? But then uh, Kerstad came back up and yeah. went oppo taco on us. and Well, he also, uh, Wilson also kind of had an error. That uh, kept an inning oh, alive he later did. on, too. The so. throw to first, yeah. yeah I forgot about that. He got a little hopped up on Mountain Dew on that one. And... Yeah, he, he helped us back. So Yeah. But uh, another thing that a lot of, uh, really, the team and broadcast had brought out, so uh, they've been pushing to the media, is uh, Goodhart going to the contacts. Have you have oh you seen God, this? Oh my God, I'm so sick of hearing <laughs> about that. So they have his stats up for that, and before before and after before and after the eye doctor, he was seven for twenty nine. So here's the problem I have with this stat, and you'll be able to point it out when I get done with it. But he was seven for twenty nine, one double, four RBIs, two runs, two walks, nine strikeouts. His batting average was two forty one. I think that's his slug but eh, 290 and 276 for his on base so is after the contacts he's 25 for 57 six doubles one home run 15 rbis nine runs 10 walks one hit by pitch and nine strikeouts <laughs> his batting average is 439 a slug of 529 and an on base of 596 so I feel like I'm on the spot because you said I'll be able to point it out, but just more at bats. More, more at bats. Fifty-seven compared to twenty-nine. I mean, you sure? So he was to... twenty. What was it? Twenty what for fifty-seven? Twenty-five for fifty-seven. So that's uh, thirty-two. Yeah. And he was. So he's technically not got on base ten more times since yeah. the contacts. I mean, if you want to get down to the weird math of all that crap. But that that was a good home run out of him, though. Yeah. The game yeah, was yeah. decided against uh, Oral Roberts again. But whatever it is. Just... Can, I, can I mention this real quick? What is up with Plunkett? <laughs> I was surprised that this hasn't been brought up more because... This boy uh, is... OPP. Uh, yeah. He's... I, I know twice now for sure is having a problem getting the ball back to the pitcher. Now, this sounds like a joke, but it's not. 
Well, it he, sounds like when, a joke because it was literally a joke in Major League. In Major <laughs> League, right. Uh, so um, I don't even remember the characters' names anymore, but you know the old veteran was talking to the new rookie, and he couldn't get the ball to the pitcher, and he had to re- start reciting. Uh, I, I think it was Playboy bunnies, like articles uh, in there, bios, oh, yeah, bios? Like what they like <laughs> and stuff to keep him calm. I don't know if DVH needs to get a subscription sent over there to. That's probably an uh, NCAA violation. No, that probably wouldn't be an NCAA <laughs> violation. Yeah, but no, seriously, he's Just don't he's put it on two the wedding for sure. Registry. He can't. He's given up a run each time he's done that. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. That's a problem, and it's I I don't understand it. I don't. I mean, keep in mind I don't we're know. not we're not talking about throws to second. We're talking that I not throw throws yeah. back to the pitcher to the that's that's a uh, ninety feet. I don't know off oh, the top of my head. Man, hit me with that one. I know I did. That's my fault. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's not far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys can clock at 105 miles an hour in that distance and keep it in a freaking strike zone. So, <laughs> And I don't it's something know, uh, he does often. Too often. I mean, two times is too often. Yep. So, I, and you know, he's a senior, and you kind of want to give some love to the seniors and stuff like that. And Opitz is a sophomore. 60 feet. 60. Is it 60? Oh, dang. I was just kidding. 90 <laughs> feet between the bags? Yes. Okay. There's where the 90 feet came from. But, yeah, that's a problem. And, you know, you want to get the guys playing time in midweek series or midweek games. We haven't had a series in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, Opitz came in the other night. We were recording, so I, I didn't see if it was, like, immediately after that or not. But if you're in a midweek game, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I'm sure we have a pretty – no, not a, a walk, you know. A, a it's not a good one. Up. So you, it's tough. It's a tough stretch. Yeah. So you might want to think about practicing throws back to the pitcher. As sad as that sounds, with D one level talent. Well, I mean, you definitely want to save your catcher in the aspect, and it's not uncommon to have this much switching back and forth. It's not a matter of them still trying to figure out who the best catcher is. Uh, me personally. I think for the game we play, and just everybody should know by then, now, it's I think it would be Opus if you could play a guy every game. Well, I was just, I'll just pull the schedule up. They're not – I don't see one that's terrifying, but, again, it's baseball, so yeah. it's it's not quite the same as a football walkway or walk, cakewalk. That is it for our uh, preview of the Diamondback. I'm in hogs. I did that Ooh. twice now. Man, I did that on the calendar a few episodes again, man. So oh, you, did you? I yeah. never listen to your calendar. <laughs> I'm always cleaning up over here. It's that it's that uh, tap sports you got me playing now. So I don't I don't do a lot of phone games. And you, you call that playing? <laughs> tap. It's literally just tapping on a phone. So. No, I mean you're you're not playing. You're not oh. engaging. Oh, so now so now the. Leader of the club's gonna come at me on our podcast to talk on about the podcast. Talk People about are confused. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So, uh, we have to. I guess we got an extension into the mailbag. Yes, yes, we did. It was. Uh, you want to go ahead and do your little sponsor read there for us? Uh, do we have one for our uh, Twitter dirt? So today <laughs> I, it was brought to my attention that I'm picking on that too much, so I'm not saying anything. Oh, uh, okay. But we did not mention, I just realized, we did not mention 
Elite Mobile Detail on our Twitter dirt. When? Because that's the next segment, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> oh what boy, are you drinking over there. Yeah, not enough. Maybe I don't know what's going on <laughs> over here. But anyway, we are gonna go. To our mailbag, that is brought to you by NWA Streetworks. NWA Streetworks is your local local affordable performance shop from brake jobs, engine swaps, nitrous, force induction, dyno tuning, or full customs. They can do it. You can reach them at 479-549-3622, and they are in Siloam Springs, Arkansas. So this one is coming to us from Dalton Hill at Lucky Hill 22. He's... Well, I like that he's asking his questions, first of all. So, appreciate that. Again, come on, people. Jump on the wagon. Let's do this. We can make a really long segment out of this if we wanted to. Yep, we definitely could. So, he's saying, uh, just adding on to my question here, with the number of QBs coming in, with coming in, what, boy, proofread your your (laughs) your tweets. (laughs) But, uh, with the number of QBs coming in, what is the chance of a more mobile QB being moved to wide receiver. Well, uh, on, one second. Just like he mentioned, if you will uh, add us and all that kind of stuff, you do have a chance to get on the show and everything. And most likely, if I'm doing the read, I'm gonna try verbatim. Oh. I'm not. I'm not gonna proofread that on the fly, and <laughs> I will say it like you spelt it. So the best well, of my you abilities. Want me to- if you want no, me to? I can no, do that again. No, no we're we're all right. But I had to. I had to autocorrect and put QB in there because that's not <laughs> what it says on the tweet either. <laughs> but uh, oh man, so so he uh, he actually uh, followed this up because uh, I guess he liked our answer to the last one. But the very first one that came to my mind. So he's well. First of all, he says, "What's the chance?" I think some of that has to do with going back to his Connor Nolan question on whether or not Connor Nolan stays, first of all. Because if he stays, the depth is obviously larger, which can then give the opportunity to a more mobile QB to go out to wide receiver. And i.e. Justice Hill is the first one that popped into my mind. But if Connor does forego the rest of his football uh, eligibility, then I don't know if that is as likely to happen, depending on who we who is brought in with recruits. Right, they're they're. It's not like they're stopping when it comes to the quarterback recruits. So, of when, course, when we're talking, because really, with the combination of his last two questions, uh, when we're talking about the quarterback room, we're jumping ahead another year. In an aspect that we could have possibly two more guys or three more guys, we could have Chandler Morris in the room, and it gets even more crowded uh, when it comes to that kind of thing. But when you look at the folks in there, and maybe it depends on what kind of usage, I think maybe three names come to me. Uh, One only seems viable of a quarterback switching in those three names would be John Stephen Jones, who I think could maybe do some stuff in a scheme tricky kind of deal. Uh, and then, uh, well, you can have that with Nick and or Starkle and Hicks next year. No, no, they don't move well enough. So, and then KJ Jefferson and then Hill, Justice Hill. So, just like you said, again, this is us agreeing again. Justice Hill is Not probably... Really. You're talking crazy over there. <laughs> I'm talking crazy because I mentioned John Stephen Jones. Well, but. that and you just uh, 
KJ Jefferson. So maybe I'm you're saying, talking you're talking scheme. I believe the question is focused on pos- permanent position move. Right. Yeah. So that 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 makes sense for permanent. With K, I was more or less when I mentioned the three. I'm talking about guys that would maybe have a skill set that could be able to perform as a wide receiver. So I still think that maybe John Stephen Jones could go out for routes. But when I'm saying routes, I'm saying like bubbles and stuff. Like again, like strictly things scheme. that do not put him behind <laughs> anybody because yeah. he is shorter than hell. Strictly, strictly schemes on that kind yeah. of stuff. And then KJ Jefferson, I just think has a nice little burst and some speed that he could do that. Wouldn't so want the, that. Don't <laughs> wouldn't right. want that again. Right. We're both in agreement that he's probably going to be a starting quarterback in two years, maybe two or three. KJ, yeah, yeah, KJ. So to answer it up, though, what's the chance? I'd say with so mine's kind of being answered with the assumption if it happens, it would be Justice Hill. So I'm going to answer with a Justice Hill chance, and I would say maybe in the realm of fifty-five to sixty percent chance because he may or may not he's. He may or may not even come here anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> the Anderson thing. So. Keep, keep keep in mind he's primarily on a basketball basketball scholarship. 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 So we have to see what happens there. That's what I I take that into account and just overall the likelihood of it. And I would give it. I'm I'm sitting at like a thirty percent. So you're a little higher on it. But if I had to strictly go down to a percentage, I would say maybe a thirty percent chance that he would. Uh, be a wide receiver, but we have to get him on campus first, and, right? And, and see if he is gonna do the two sport. If he is on campus, like that, that was kind of rumor mill, and essentially he did say it, but that's all fine and dandy until it actually happens. Stuff changes. Right, so stuff as happens. it stands right now, zero percent, <laughs> zero point zero point. No, I can't put another point in there, but point zero zero percent chance. Right. But thank you for your question again, uh, Dalton Hill at Lucky Hill Twenty Two on Twitter. Appreciate it. Keep interacting with us, and uh, you know, if you don't agree with our answers, let us know. Let and us let know. Let us know why. We want the interaction. We want. Uh, we want to have folks on the show. We want to have uh, expand this. I feel like this could be a fun segment here, and uh, I got a little ahead of myself with this last segment. So yes, you did. Now. Let's go into the Twitter dirt <laughs> that is brought to you by Elite Mobile Detail, LLC. Elite Mobile Detail, LLC. Its phone number is 832-540-8013. And again, he is mobile. He will come to you. Just give him a call, see his availability. I do know this past weekend he was talking about how he's pretty booked. So the wor- the wait is worth it because he does do a really good job. And uh, again, you can find him on Google. And uh, the number is 832-540-8013. I'm starting this segment. Okay. Because it is brought to you by Josh Bernaccini. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 what? You stepping on toes right now? I'm stepping on toes because so. Oh, man. People are going to think that I, this is not me. Disclaimer. <laughs> I am not doing this. Have at he, it. He uh, today posted on Twitter, question of the day, how long will Eric Musselman coach at U of A? And I guess he threw in a little hashtag hogs to act like he gives a damn. But <laughs> his options are one to two years, three to four years, five to six years, 
seven or more. Now, my beef with this is why, and he has not even been in Northwest Arkansas for three days, and you're already trying to put a timer on his damn coaching career here? I think that's just irresponsible as a journalist. Is he a journalist? He's a radio host. I don't know. but It's that mold. He wants to break all the news, so, I mean, he is a radio journalist, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I totally disagree with even bothering with that question. I think it's, like I said, irresponsible. Um, it's, I mean, honestly, it's kind of part of the reason you and I do have some issues with him because he's just so disconnected from his fan base. No one wants to hire a coach and at any point in the whole career, honestly, question the number of years he's going to be here. Right, yeah, well, I'm going to hire this guy, and I know I'm only going to have him for three years. Like, what? Yeah, at best, at best, you want to have a concern about your coach leaving because he's doing so well and going to something else. Like, that that would be the only time that you would have those. I think that it would be, I don't want to say okay to have those thoughts, but at least justified to have those thoughts. But, I mean, you don't think that Musselman sees these tweets? I'm sure he's already, if he hasn't interviewed him, he's going to. Like, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah, I'm the one that's asking people how long they think you should stick around. Yeah, <laughs> how long you going to be around? Hey, nice hey, to meet hey, you. How you doing? Okay, right? Right. So, um, Twitter doesn't allow you to edit your post, so I'm assuming that's why that one stayed up and he doesn't know how to delete the tweet. So, I'm just going to go ahead and delete that for him and put up an appropriate one and for his QOD, which is, I guess, question of the day, mm-hmm. how many national championships will Eric Musselman win at the U of A slash uh, NCAA tournament uh, appearances? I like it. That like That's it. a more appropriate one for the fan base. But or yeah, win. I mean, honestly, or win. Win. Have... Is, you know, like you could sit, sit there and, you know, we saw one uh, earlier that was – what program is going to, you know, what was it, go to the, is the baseball team going to go to the College World Series? Which is more likely to happen yeah, which is first. more likely to happen first. College World Series, a tournament, was it tournament or national championship? Uh, tournament win, I think is what that one okay. was. Tournament win or talking a bowl basketball. game. Yeah, talking about basketball. So, Yeah, something like that's more fun to, you know, toss around and stuff. I, like I said, it's... It could be because of who posted it that it irks me just a hair more. It's and I'm a not little trying to extra take, when it's him. Yeah, I'm not trying to take like um, just random shots at the guy, but I've never been a huge fan of the show. And again, it's not really the show's production. It's uh, you just can tell he mocks the fan base a lot. He doesn't. He's any. He, I think that if you're going to be a radio show host. In any kind of college or just sports town in general, you need to either genuinely care about the program that you're, you know, reporting on and doing a show about, or do a better job of acting like you do. He will throw in some Syracuse talk, some New York Jets talk. NFL is not as big a deal. A lot of people kind of float around with that, but I don't give a shit. Tell me about the Razorbacks. Like I was listening to his show to hear about the Razorbacks and it's not happening. But anyway, that's my Twitter dirt. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, I, I can't follow that up because, I mean, you didn't steal it from me. I'm, I'm still in shock that it wasn't... That I'm the problem? That, or that I'm I wasn't saying it because, uh, I mean, I think I took the first shot, but my Twitter dirt is definitely going to be a little more anticlimactic compared to that because uh, 
my Twitter dirt comes to you from <laughs> at JRD Hogcast. So uh, our first mailbag question was uh, sent to us, and I don't know who was running that handle, Jordan, um, but he responded, rightfully so, because I couldn't get to it. He said that we would get to that in episode 12. That's what happened. Which was already published and <laughs> out there when that question was sent. So, uh, yeah. Episode you 13. And I can just tell by his reaction right now that that wasn't a typo. It like if he played, a typo. <laughs> if he played it off cool, I would have known perfectly that it was, oh, a typo, fine, but he is he's running for the hills right now. So with with uh, Mr. At Lucky Hill 22's terrible proofreading skills, is it too late to say I did that intentionally to confuse him like he confused me trying to read his tweet? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh-huh. That's exactly uh-huh. what ha- I wish I'd have thought about that five yeah, minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> oh. Mine was better. My dirt was better. You're your, stupid. Your dirt was definitely better. Surprising. Just, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't get over it, man. And overall, like, we'll we'll stay on this because you done opened it now. Cause uh, well, no, let's not beat a dead horse. Well, I, don't try I, to steal my thunder here. You, you, you done made me pop up the you're, feed. You're looking here. at his profile right now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm scrolling. We be, we're running a little long today, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, we, you're gonna run me off. You're gonna play the music, hit me wrong. But I, I gotta mention this honey baby thing. Oh no, don't do that one. Don't don't do it. Because I. Do it, but I mean, because you brought it up, so I don't want people to question, like, what's a honey baby thing? Yeah, I'm. Uh, but I you just, gave me a weird look about my response to that, and uh, I don't. I, I'm going to actually not bring that up. Did did it literally just get deleted? Because I was scrolling and just kept scrolling, and I'm just going to have to go kind of. Is it not there anymore? It's it's not there anymore. So, um, off the top of the dome piece. No, don't do that. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, he's going to tell me. Oh, here it is. Word on the street is this year's Nevada Hoops team lost its top 10 mojo fighting over the Honey Babies. Typical. Unfortunate, but typical. Mm. Uh, So, I, um, yeah, I asked you that um, because I'm genuinely dumbfounded about it. I I didn't know what a Honey Baby was, (laughs) and you said... It's the youngins. It's the girls. I mean, I can't say most I'm married. All right, man. Come on now. <laughs> so it's it's like so that. that might be a it's like that commercial though. where there are the commentators on there, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. tell us about your times as a player. Oh, I'm a happily married man. I'm, Tom, I'm a happily married man. I can't mention that. as a basketball player. Oh, why? That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the. Uh, you might have clarified it a little bit for me because when you said it earlier, I took it as not of age youngins. Oh, You're saying just dude. the young ones. Yeah, it's the, just his way to say girls, okay. females, all that good stuff. But, hey, you're not That's the only one. Bad. First reply on here says, what exactly is a honey baby? So, oh, okay. So I'm yeah. not alone. But then the next one is uh, Mike Myers and Wayne's World. So whatever. whole lot of weird gifts. But that is Twitter for you. 
And yeah, that is Twitter. Be careful. Enter <laughs> at your own risk. Enter at your own risk. And this is the JRD Hogcast. We're gonna Hold act- on. Well, you got more for me? You got something? I don't have more for you. We're we're about to correct this right now. Okay. We need a better sign off. We need a better sign off. Well, we we, got, we need to we, we need to catch see how, say some how you doings and it was you know I don't know come up with something come up with something. We're, well, we're ending good. it just a bit too abruptly. Some people said stuff to me. I don't know. Let's do you want to? I don't know. Kind of like seeing some lullabies fading away from the mic. You know, as we're leaving or something like I that. I don't. I don't know how we can wrap it any better than the new of, song did the, help. The, the, little, this little upbeat. This this help. Okay. Go ahead and wrap it up. Good talking to you, Dylan. This is the JRD Hogcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, for JRD Hogcast, I am Dylan Lee. My co-host, Jordan Russell, our producer, Luke Griggs. You can find us on Twitter, at JRD Hogcast. Join the conversation, get in that mailbag. And as always, Woo Pig Suey. Nailed it! Tell me nothing.